You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, family? What's good? Hey. Why y'all looking all sad? Mary Mary here, Ruben, everybody in the cup. We ready to do this? Nah, man. Everybody's running late. Are you serious? Yes. And I hope they make it. Oh, they make it. They may be late, but they'll make it. They better make it, because we've got a lot to do.
good evening. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, April the 2nd, 2020. Tonight is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible study session with the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight we are talking about forgiveness. Tonight you will learn how to forgive and be forgiven. Now, my question for all of you in Radio Land, are you capable of forgiving someone else? Well, tonight you'll find out. You'll also find out about God and how he forgave us. That's why he sent his only begotten son. So we would have a right to the pure Lord. So we could ask for forgiveness when we repent of our sins. Because we're a world that's lost and dying in sin. God said that his people, they perish from the lack of knowledge. Well, when you don't know, you don't know. But God gives us the opportunity to find out. And if someone has wronged us, however we may feel wrong, are we capable of forgiving them as God has forgave us? And is it right to not forgive your fellow brother or sister in Christ and God still forgive you? Well, those are very good questions that Dr. Moore, when he talks tonight, it'll all make crystal clear sense. Now, as we all know, we are vastly in all of our states, across the United States and across the country, I'm learning, we're all on direct stay-at-home orders for COVID-19. So as you're at home every day, if your job is not essential and you're in your home or if you're working from home, take time out of your day when you're at your home and go into a prayer room and to a spiritual place and pray for the leaders of this country so they, the, let's, let's just pray for the leaders in all the countries so they can all make the most effective decisions regarding the people that they are leading. Let us pray for our leader, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, Stephen Munchen, the United States Department of Treasury Secretary. Let's pray for Michael Pence, the Vice President, and Donald J. Trump, the President of these United States, that they can make the most effective decisions. Let's pray for Dr. Fauci. He's telling Trump what to do in reference to the virus. Let's pray for all those in the front lines as we're praying daily. That way the people that are essential, that are out there, if there are family members, if there are, if there are neighbors, friends, let us pray that during this time people draw closer to Jesus because this is a time where people should not be running from the church. They should have already been in the church, and at least now they have a chance to draw closer to God. So tonight we're going to learn about forgiveness. Are you able to forgive? Really think about it. If someone did you harm, would you forgive them? And if you're not able to forgive, why should God forgive you? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's find out all the answers to these questions right now. Here's the man of the hour, Dr. Bishop Afremar. God bless you guys. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you. Amen. I will announce again for bringing us on. This Thursday night, amen, we always suggest this is food for a thought tonight. God bless each of you in Radio Land tonight. The Lord is just so good to us, and we are so grateful for his goodness. We go out to amen, get right into the word of God tonight. As my announcement says, amen, we are going to talk about forgiveness tonight. Amen. One of the greatest subjects that can be expressed to humankind in this day and time, amen, that we are living in right now because 
If you cannot forgive one another, then, amen, your heavenly Father cannot forgive you. We're coming tonight, amen, from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 18 uh, through 35. And I'm going to read you, amen, some of these verses tonight. I ask you to pray along with me tonight, amen. Open up your spirits and mind tonight. And let us hear from heaven. We are still in a turmoil. Don't forget, amen. We have a crisis on hand. And if there is ever a time, amen, that believers should open up their ears to hear what the word says, it is today. It is this it is this hour that we are talking right now. Matthew, amen, 18 chapter, and verse 21 says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often my brother sinned against me? And how often against me? And I'll forgive him. He said, tell seven times. Jesus says unto him, I say, not unto thee, tell seven times, but unto seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take the account of his servant. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had, his Lord commanded him to be sold. His wife, his children, and all that had, all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant will move with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him, to death. But that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet. And besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison, till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw that was done, they were very sorrowful. And came and told unto their Lord all that was done. 
Then his Lord, after that he had called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgive thee of all of that debt, because thou desired me. Should not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wrought and delivered to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your heart forgive not everyone his brother their trespassing. God is simply telling us tonight, if you don't forgive one another, then he cannot forgive you. Forgiveness tonight. Matthew 6 and 14 through 15 says, For if you forgive man, thou trespassing, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not man their trespassing, neither will your father forgive your trespassing. The Lord is speaking to us tonight as believers from his holy word, letting us know, amen, that we must practice forgiveness. We must hold forgiveness at the top of our a lifestyle. Forgiveness is very essential for us to get into the kingdom of heaven. Only through forgiveness by God can sin be canceled. Having been forgiven by God, we are to forgive each other. We must learn, amen, is to forgive each other. God is the source of forgiveness. Let me say that again. God is the source of forgiveness. Calvary, he was the price for forgiveness. Receive forgiveness from God. We are to forgive others. Compassion is a motive of forgiveness. The commandment to forgive others. Forgiveness restores fellowship to us and God. So, beloved, tonight, amen, as you say that you are, a Christian, and you're on your way to heaven. Are you sure? Are you real sure that you don't forgave everybody? No matter what they have done to you, we must learn to forgive. Someone has suggested, amen, that the word forgiveness is the most beautiful word 
in any language. And you know, amen, when we do something wrong and I think we did something wrong, it is one of the most beautiful things to hear somebody say, oh, forgive me. Most would agree, for the word includes the concept of faith. It includes hope. And it includes love. The fundamental of human and divine values. By forgiveness, the tragedy of sin is canceled. If we learn to forgive, in divine guilt is removed. If we learn to forgive, no matter what is against us, amen, God will forgive us. If we learn to forgive one another, broken fellowship is restored. If we learn to forgive, forgiveness is faith in action. That's what forgiveness is tonight, faith in action. Not just saying it, amen, but put it in action. It's hope in restoration. It is love in reconciliation. No one has escaped the snare of sin. And only by the act of divine forgiveness can we be clean and restored to a state of innocence. While we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He opened the door of forgiveness and reconciliation to God to bring us back. Jesus died on Calvary. His love still still draws sinners to an altar of repentance. God's love is still drawing sinners. Are you practicing forgiveness tonight? He may pardon them. He has promised to turn the solid sin of purity and the crimson, the condemnation, to clean innocence. Isaiah 1 and 18. By the cross, God's mercy conquered our sinfulness and dispel the darkness, dust of guilt from our conscience and soul. Jesus did not go to that cross for nothing. Jesus went to the cross to pay for our sins, to forgive us our sins, clean our conscience. We can have a pure conscience without the forgiveness. All of us would be kept 
in our own isolated capsule of impending sin and tragedy. We, amen, without the forgiveness of sin, we will be trapped tonight. Thank God for Jesus going to the cross and laid our sins upon his shoulder. That we don't have to be trapped. Inch by inch. And that we will be entangled of sin in all its ugly form. Drawing a person deep into the well until the sinner can only cry. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me? From the body of this, that's what Apostle Paul said in Romans 7 and 24. The answer is the power of a cross. The power of the cross can deliver you tonight if you practice forgiveness. The theme of redemption is we with the thread of forgiveness. And it is through God's act of forgiveness that our service and fellowship with him is restored and our brother is mended. The cry of our Lord from the cross, the apex of redemption, history, it echoes the garden of time from the fall in the garden of Eden. He said, Father, forgive them. In this time that we live in right now, the echo is all over the world saying, Father, forgive them. With this coronavirus that's going on, that cry is good today. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. The world don't know what they are doing. And that cry tonight is saying, forgive them. Luke 23 and 34. This plea was for all mankind. Not some mankind, not some denomination, but for all mankind was, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they have done. That was his plea for the motive on the cross. Is that forgiveness be offered to every person? The motive on the cross was, amen, that forgiveness is offered to every person. Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's our mission tonight. That's what we are trying to do tonight. Is tell you about Jesus Christ. One that hung on Calvary. Paid the price for your sin. God love us. And he want us to forgive us so that we might have eternal life with him. 
I think about this center that we're living in right now. How many of our young people don't know what the meaning of the cross is? How many of our young men, many people know the value of the cross? What it means for their life? God wants to forgive us. We must practice forgiveness. We were not born with a forgiving nature. But we do have an inward divine capability to forgive and to receive forgiveness. The poet wrote, to error is human. To forgive is divine. All of the divine attributes to forgive is often born beneath our pride, selfishness, and hate. It can be renewed when we visit the cross. I don't care how deep, how bitter you are tonight. When you visit the cross, and let Jesus come in your heart from the cross. He can take that bitterness away. Are you practicing forgiveness tonight? If we confess our sin, and when I say confess our sin, I'm only talking about to the Lord Jesus Christ because he is the only one that can forgive you for your sins. There is no other God that can forgive you for your sin but Jesus Christ. If we confess our sin, God is faithful to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not some, but all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 and 9. God has place forgiveness within the reach of every person. You don't have no excuse tonight. Amen. God has placed forgiveness in the reach of every person. All you got to do is ask him and be sincere when you do ask him to forgive you. And he's, amen, faithful and he's just is to forgive us of, of our sin. You got to get rid of that pride. You got to get rid of your selfishness, thinking you more than what you are. It is now our responsibility to accept his offer to forgive us. Right now, beloved, many of you, if you have not asked God to forgive you, this is the hour, this is the day. He says, the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Don't set it procrastinating and say, I'm going to do right. Uh, I'm going to come to the Lord. This is the hour. In the time of, amen, this coronavirus is killing people. This is the time you should make sure that you know you're ready to go back with Jesus. Because death is certain. You see it, amen, they are advertising all the time on the TV. Many is leaving here, are you? 
Are, are, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? God has to forgive you for your sin. God is the source of forgiveness. There is salvation in none other name but the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ is the only amen name that can forgive you of your sin. You can call on any other name if you wish to, amen. But the word of God says, amen, salvation has to come through the name of Jesus. Whether an individual wants to admit it or not, the inheritance sin nature is from Adam. It has tainted our life. That what we got from Adam, amen, has tainted our lives. It has darkened our spirit. He said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have did wrong. Now, that don't mean we all still have done wrong, but once of all, we all have sinned. From the nature of Adam. Because we looked at the cross, and when we looked at the cross, we found that we were guilty. And we know that only somebody could forgive us of our sin was Jesus Christ, who hung on Calvary, paid for our sins. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Each person has left his sinful footprint along the path of life. Every one of us, amen, got our footprint in the path of life. You may not can see it, amen, but your footprint is out there. Letting you know, amen, that you don't walk in sin. You don't rebel against your master. And he has continued to leave these ugly marks until he comes to Calvary. Now, when you come to Calvary and you ask the Lord to forgive you for your sin, you should not leave no ugly footprint in the sand anymore. His depriving nature is a rebel against God. The nature of Adam is a, a nature that is against God. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be changed. And as long as he does not repent and find the liberation power of the cross, he will walk the path of rebellion. If you don't repent, if you don't repent, You're going to walk in the path of rebellion. You're going to be rebelling against the almighty God that created you. The one that blew breath into you and you became a living soul. You're going to be rebellious. Only by coming to God can a person erase the past trails of sin. You can come to him tonight. All over the world, you can come to him tonight. 
He don't have no respect of a person. He don't have no respect of a nation, nationality, creed, color, or race tonight. He's talking to every human being. No amount of drugs or alcohol beverage can wash away the stain of sin on your soul. You can drink till you fall out. You can drink, amen, till every time you look in the mirror, you get drunk again. It can't wash away the stain of your sin. You can use drugs, but you can't wash away the stain of your sin. And no psychology couch can eradicate the guilt from the heart and the conscience. You can lay up on that couch all you want. Talk to your psychiatrist or psychologist. They can't erase the guilt from your heart. It's going to take the blood of Jesus in order to erase. The blood, uh, the the, the uh, your sin from your 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 heart. It's gonna take the blood of Jesus. Calvary, he paid the price of forgiveness was paid on Calvary. Calvary revealed the tragic consequence of sin. I said Calvary revealed the tragic consequence of sin, for the price of sin was paid on Calvary. Jesus Christ paid for our sins on Calvary. Well, does that say, man, if Jesus paid for our sins on Calvary, can we just go on and do like we want to? No. No. We can't just go and do what we want to and lean on what Jesus did on Calvary. We can never know the extent of the suffering, the pain and the agony that Jesus endured for our sin. We talk about it and say how humiliated it was for Jesus to go through and how they equipped him, amen, but you don't never know, amen, what he did to that inwardly man, the conscience of Jesus, but he did it for you and I because there was no sin in him, no God that was found in this mouth. And Jesus, he endured for our sin, for we can only see the outward view of his dark hour. And that's a very dark hour, amen. He needed somebody. He wanted some support from humanity. But his disciples, amen, they went to sleep. Can you watch with me for one hour? Are you sleeping, amen, in this hour, believers? Are you sleeping, amen? Are, are you praying? Are you fasting? Are you seeking the Lord for an answer in this hour? Or are you just going along listening to the news? Because if you listen to the news, you are spiritually asleep. Wake up and seek the Lord, faith. Let God talk to you. Give you an answer. The cry of sinless, the Holy One, as he accepted the reproachful, pregnant, repulsed sin of the whole world and their evil destruction, consequent 
He died in the center place. He died in the center place. Thank God many of us can say we were a sinner. So we don't come to Jesus. We were a sinner. Thank God for Jesus paid the price. We surrendered our lives unto him. Now we are not sinners. We are saved by grace. Someone may ask, why the cross? We need only to smell the stench of hatred, feel the fire of envy, and taste the filthiness fruit of the immorality to know the answer. Why the cross? Because we can see, amen, what is left into this world. It's filthiness. It's immorality everywhere. It is indecent, amen, decent exposure. It is crookedness. It is lying. It is hypocrisy in this world. Behind the shadow, roaring life of an alcoholic, the broken spirit, Or the high bitters criminal and the hurt, painfulness, and fearful souls of people everywhere lies the propensity towards sin inherited from the fallen nature of Adam. Sin show you all of <clears throat> these things that it can do, but sin don't tell you what it's going to do to you after you accept all of these things, ungodly things. It don't tell you how it's going to make you suffer. How your life will be disgraced. That's the fall of nature. Only the cross can redeem us from this curse. Only Jesus can redeem us from this curse. The solution to the problem that plagued mankind is not a better environment, but a better nature. We don't need a better environment, but we need a better nature. More possession of the world will not satisfy the insensibility desire of our carnal nature. You can have more of this world all, all you want, but it ain't going to satisfy us. Mankind think if they just have everything they want in the world, they're going to be at peace and they're going to have everything they, they want and they don't want to want for nothing. But then you can have all the money you want. It ain't going to satisfy you. You have all the richness. It's not going to satisfy you. No vacancy will bring a claim to the storm of your soul. Your soul is involved. It's more than your physical body, but your soul is involved. There is no place for peace in the palace of this world. There ain't no place for peace. 
in the palace of this world. There is no peace in this world. Jesus told his disciples, my peace I leave with you. Not that the world have, but my peace I give to you. The only peace that there is is through Calvary on the cross. For sin has slid it through the covenant of a carnality to bring the coerce and destruction. Look what sin has done. Look what sin has done. Look at us right now. What do you think, amen, have brought us to this condition? It certainly wasn't the righteousness of Jesus. It was sin. Sin got us in the condition that we are in right now. Sin, disobeying God, disobedient unto the Lord, got us in the stage that we are in right now. And still, people don't want to look to the cross. They're trying to figure, they're trying to say, amen, we're going to figure this out. Listen, what God has laid up on us, you can't figure it out. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take fasting. It's going to take seeking the face of the Lord, crying for his mercy. Our hope is not in the repentant fall of our human effort to obtain goodness. It but is in the provision of forgiveness obtained by the redemption sacrifice of the Lamb of God on the cross. If we want this thing, amen, and to be lifted up off us now, we must ask the Lord to forgive us. You high-minded men, high-minded women, God got a way of bringing you down. Don't, amen, hell is going to continue to enlarge yourself. It is a cross, and only the cross that cleans our soil soul and change our deprived nature. That is, as they come into Jesus. At the foot of the cross, the unclean can be made white as snow. The guilty can be declared innocent, and the outcast can be Reconciled or brought back to the Lord, but you got to come to the foot of the cross. We must always understand that we were not redeemed by corruptible things such as silver and gold. I don't know what's wrong, amen, with America. Amen. We think that we were redeemed by silver and gold. Things that is corruptible. And by the person, amen, thing that is fading away, things that cannot help us when we are in an epidemic like this. We weren't redeemed by these corruptible things, such as silver and gold, but by the person's blood of Jesus Christ. That's what we were redeemed by, the person's blood of Jesus Christ. First Peter 1 18 and 19, we were redeemed by the person blood of Jesus. Jesus did not take a few coins from his treasure to pay the redemption price, but it costed him everything, 
even his life. He shed his blood as a payment for our sinfulness. God so loved the world that he gave everything that he had to pay for our sin. Are you practicing forgiveness? Are you asking the Lord tonight is to forgive you, forgive your household. Lord, forgive the nations. We must always understand that we were not redeemed with corruptible things. He was crucified between two criminals. He took the curse of sin into his spotless bosom. And he bled and he died in our place. For there was nobody else fitting to die. He searched the heaven and he searched the earth and he couldn't find nobody to die. He said, prepare me a body and I'll go down and I'll redeem mankind. He paid the price. I'm talking about Jesus. He paid the price. He would tell the event, but until the deep darkness of our hour, Jesus Christ was alone. In the deep darkness of the hour, Jesus was alone. Well, I thank God, amen. In our deep darkness, amen, Jesus said, I will never leave you. Lord, I'll forsake you. Lord, I'll be with you even to the end of the world. Jesus went through it alone, but you and I don't have to go through it alone. Beyond the veil, it was rented from the top to the bottom. Beyond the veil of mankind, into the place of mercy seat. He offered himself once and for all. Whatever price was required, he paid it in full. Ever what price was required for you and I to live, Jesus paid it in full. All we owe something to Jesus. We owe our lives to Jesus. He paid the price for us, but we owe something to him. A scripture declares that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the whole world. Not some of the world, but for the whole world. We hear that all the time, amen. And people act as though, amen, Jesus didn't die for them. But Jesus died for the whole world. From Adam even up to the time that we live in there now, Jesus died for the whole world. The opportunity opportunity for forgiveness has been extended to every person in every generation. From Adam to the last person to appear in this final judgment, the opportunity has been extended. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Judgment is coming. But the death of Jesus Christ on the cross does not mean that everyone will be saved. 
Now, just because Jesus died on the cross for everyone, it don't mean that everybody's going to be saved. That all uh, uh, will be saved. But it does teach that the door of salvation is open to all who will believe and obey God. See, everybody is not going to believe Jesus. Everybody is not going to obey God. That's mean everybody is not going to be saved. Thank God for the believers today. In order to appropriate the forgiveness of fear by the cross, a person must believe the message of the cross, repent of his sin, and submit to water baptism for the remission of sin. We have something to do. After Jesus has paid the price for our sins, amen, we have something to do. We must repent of our sin. Submit ourselves to water baptism for the remission of our sins. Our faith in the atonement of the cross, it acknowledges our sinfulness and recognizes God's provision for forgiveness. Faithful men do not really admit to their sinful ways. But men of true faith confesses that they are sinners. When you are a man or a woman of true faith, you come to the Lord, the Lord, you know how to do it wrong. You know I'm a sinner. And Lord, I'm ready for you to forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. Indeed, God's mercy will come. And God will forgive us for our sin. Faith also takes the vital step. It accepts the cross as a means by which sin can be forgiven. Without the step of faith, lost humanity can only linger the tragedy of our destruction or their lifestyle. Faith, however, seen the crimson stream from Calvary that washed away sin. And the consequent faith says God expresses his love for me on the cross. And by his mercy, I am forgiven of all of my sins. That's what faith says. You must believe that he is and that he is a reward to those that diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You've got to come to him by faith. Faith is the substance of things, the hope for, and the evidence of things that's not seen. Repentance, it involves our confession and our sorrow for our sin and our desire to live free from sin. Except you repent, you shall likewise perish, according to Luke 13 and 3. Jesus said, except you repent of your sin, you're going to perish in your sin. Now, on the day of Pentecost, Peter instructed the peoples to repent. He, amen, 
instructed them to repent of their sin, of their wrong done. He instructed them to repent. of their sin as the first step to find forgiveness of sin. Acts 2 and 38, in a similar manner, Paul declared that God has commanded all men everywhere is to repent. God commands, he ain't awake at sin no more. Mankind got to repent of his sin. Repent. I didn't say come before no preacher and repeat, amen, uh, send a prayer. God said repent. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. Acts 17, 30 and 31. God don't judge the world in righteousness, not by the hearing of the, uh, not by the seeing of the eye, not by the hearing of the ear, but in righteousness. God's going to judge this world. Repentance is a pre-request, pre-request of forgiveness. A person who refused to fail to repent will stand before God to judgment on his sin. If you refuse to hear the men of God and the women of God and don't repent of your sin, you're going to stand before God and God's going to judge you for your sin. Young man, middle-aged man, old man, young woman, middle-aged woman, old, you're going to stand before God for your sin. Water baptism from the remission of sin. John the Baptist preaches repentance and baptism for the remission of sin. But Jesus stated that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. St. Luke 24 and 47. Repent and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. All nations beginning at Jerusalem. Find out what the name of Jesus is. Find out who is Jesus. Then you won't mind preaching repentance in his name. Peter proclaimed that every person is to be every person is to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, according to Acts 2 and 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of the forgiveness of your sin. Have you obeyed the scripture? Are you practicing forgiveness? Ananias instructed Paul to arise and be baptized and wash away thy sin, calling on the name of the Lord. Acts 22 and 16. It is evident that the 
act of water baptism is performed from the remission of sin. While we will always remember that we are forgiven and clean from our sin by the shedded blood of Jesus Christ, water baptism has a part in that application of that blood to our souls. When Jesus was hanging on the cross and they pierced him in the side, there came out water and there came out blood. Water would represent you've got to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And the blood that was shed for us, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness or remission of sin. Oh, hallelujah. You've got to have both of them. My God, my God. Oh, my time is singing, running from under me. I'm just getting started. Why we will always remember that we are forgiven and clean from our sins by the shedded blood of Jesus Christ. Water baptism has a part in the application of that blood of our soul. The spirit, the water, and the blood agree in one for our salvation. Other center. The spirit, the blood, and the water. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. This is Dr. Moore saying, Amen. Practice forgiveness. If you have not asked God to forgive you of your sin, right at this hour, ask Him to forgive you. Because you know what? Death is knocking on our door. We don't know the hour or the minute when the Son of Man shall come. May God bless you until next week. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful coming from Dr. Moore tonight on forgiveness. I told you you'd be able to learn. Are you able to forgive? And if you're not, why should God forgive you? We'll be back next week. Good night and God bless. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be... Has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's Crispy Chicken Biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.